this way but I am feeling a bit overwhelmed and I guess I just need to kind of verbalize it it's what's interesting though is it's not like a bad overwhelm it's a I just feel like I am not organized in my time or that there's a lot of things coming up so I'm really working hard on I wanted to sleep in this morning too because I haven't been able to you know, like have a morning where I don't wake up. So of course, last night I was up for, I don't know, three hours in the middle of the night. I caught bits and pieces of the Hunger Game. Uh, I guess it's a, it's not a trilogy if there's four movies, but I caught bits and pieces of that as I zoned in and out and finally threw in the towel around seven. And now I'm just trying to kick butt today. And when overwhelm happens or when we have opportunities like in the business I love it because my team this is just a perspective thing because some days right like I try to show up and be as positive as possible for everybody else and I'm very fortunate to have a team that does it back to me maybe on the days I don't feel it or now it's kind of become a underlying joke because I generally am pretty pretty excited about stuff but say we have a whole bunch of new clients or something or something that involves us growing, we always write to each other, good problems to have, you know, like, thank you universe for good problems. So my problems this morning are all good problems, but they're still, you know, if, if I wasn't in the mindset I was, or, you know, I guess it could go, this is the way it could happen, right? If, even with good problems, it could feel stressful. And instead of handling the work, it would be very easy for me to run away and go to the, the casino with my old mindset, right? I feel like I can't ever go back to gambling as a coping mechanism because I feel like I would just, at this point, like it, it just doesn't, it's a, it wouldn't feel right. But it also, I would never, you guys keep me, on the street and narrow kind of, you know, like I'm accountable to you and I love that. So I would, I, I don't see myself ever doing that, but nonetheless, these are the kinds of triggers. There's even good triggers. That's where I'm going with this. There's good triggers on, on why that sounds so bad. Good triggers on why we'd go gamble, but I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. So it's November 18th. And before I even open the book to start reading. I think I've done a horrible job. And I don't know if it's because I kicked off the beginning of the month uh, not feeling well and, and just coming back from the trip. But I have not done a really good job. Like November is when everybody gets really in a state of gratitude or count their blessings, so to speak, because I think it has to do with Thanksgiving at the end of the month. So here in the States, we have Thanksgiving. And it just it heightens awareness around gratitude. So I just want to acknowledge that I'm grateful for good problems. I'm grateful for having you guys with me. And I'm grateful for this little book that I'm about to read out of. 
So I just needed, I needed to do a better job of that today. I, I could have been doing a better job of it all month. But you'll forgive me. I know you will. Okay. Meister Eckert says, God is not found in the soul by adding anything, but by a process of subtraction. When we meet someone new and they ask us about ourselves, we often answer by saying something like, I'm a bricklayer, or I'm a housewife, or I'm a stockbroker. Yet there are much more than those, yet we are much more than those things. This is merely what we do, not who we are. When we are not car owners, we are not car owners or homeowners. We may own cars and homes, but that is not the only part of our identity. In fact, these things have little to do with our real spiritual selves. In the days of our active addiction, we had little inner life except pain. We came into recovery stripped of any identity except as addicts suffering from a disease. We were bankrupt. But now, stripped of things that had no real value, we were able to find God. When we subtract such things as false pride, envy, anger, anxiety, and self-pity from our inner lives, we let in the light we need to find God. The more negatives we take away, the more light comes into our lives. And it's easy to do. All we need to do is turn our will and our lives over to God as we understand him. Our higher power will surely make his presence felt in our lives. And as we grow spiritually, we'll see, we'll see the results more and more clearly. Today, let me know the real me and feel the presence of God inside. Okay, so they use the G word quite a bit in there. And that's okay. I can relate very much to this first paragraph. I don't know if I've learned it along the way from like some of my textbook learning or if it's something from conversation or, or it might even have to do with recovery literature but this identifying as what we do for a living has been something that I've been trying to, when I meet new people, I try to make sure I'm not falling into that trap of asking them that first. And whether, whether I mean to or not, I'm sure there's some bias, right? Like if I was talking to a doctor, I might be a little more intimidated or might not eat something that I know is bad for me in front of them or you know like it, it creates all these things and this ties into active listening as well if I'm trying to really get to know people and have connection I need to listen and hear what they're saying and that's generally around emotions and and what's going on in people's lives versus what their job is now don't get me wrong it's still it's still an interesting dynamic. Like when I was in Florida on the last leg of my trip, there was a couple in the pool and he was a truck driver and I'm an ex truck driver. So of course that was part of the conversation. We could connect on that. They were escaping, you know, kind of family and having a couple days of adult time. They had like six or seven kids between them and that part. I couldn't necessarily relate with. So just think about that and how you're communicating with people. Maybe you're already doing this. Maybe you've never thought about it. I, I know I haven't thought about it until the last few years. In the days of our act of addiction, we had little inner life except pain. 
And this is true. And and when it said we come into recovery stripped of any identity except as addicts suffering, that's why I'm getting, I'm trying to get out of that habit of seeing addicts more and more. Like there's definitely addiction and it's definitely a thing. But we're all, addicts isn't our identity. Like even as I'm showing up in the business world, part of what I've been developing is, you know, coaching for gamblers that need help. And instead of calling them gambling addicts, you know, and and instead of speaking just to gambling, it's transitioning more into life coach, right? Because all the things we talk about here every day, and I know this is true because I have a beautiful friend in town that listens to the show and she's not a gambling addict and I'm using quotes but she tells me that she gets value from the show I think that the things we talk about are relatable for all of us whoever's living a life right has has people has situations has emotions have feelings have all these things that contribute to why we do or don't gamble so I'm, I'm trying to get away from that identifying myself and those that have had issues with gambling as addicts it's just it's just not our identity and I know that's not exactly what the reading is saying the reading is a little bit more about getting in touch with with God as we get further away from the bet and we and we release some of you know the stuff that's in our our bucket our negative bucket which very well may be true. I know for me it was. If I was still gambling, I wouldn't have found spirituality in any context because I wouldn't have made time for it. I wouldn't have been open to it. And I had I had gambling filling all my holes, right? It wasn't the right thing to fill all. Wow, that sounded really not appropriate. You know, filling all my gaps, wherever I had gaps in life, Um my dealing with gaps, my coping gaps. Gambling was there for me. Whenever whenever I wanted to be happy, whenever I wanted to be sad, whenever I needed to grieve, whenever I wanted to get over fighting with the guy, whatever the thing was, right? Gambling was always there. So when we take away gambling, I think what the reading is trying to say is now we can be more open and we can get the gifts of higher power, spirituality, God, whatever you choose to call it. So I like the message in here. Today, let me know the real me and feel the presence of God inside. And, oh, wow. I won't get into that topic right now. But when you guys hear Patrick the day after Thanksgiving, the interview with him, you will see how that sentence is so relevant. It's absolutely insane. Today, let me know the real me. We, we really kind of dived into that quite a bit on the on the conversation we had. So not to give you a teaser per se, but that really just hit home. And I think he'll do a better job of explaining it than I will. So, all right, beautiful people. I hope you have a fabulous day. I am going to get all the things done that are overwhelming me in a good way and stressing me out in a good way. That's, that's the deal. All right, I love you.